Welcome everyone, we are about to begin Bessas Hashem, Shalom Bayis, Shir number 213 uh, We're going to discuss, continue the discussion on the book Talk to Me Like Someone You Love That she has many flashcards or statements That couples could tell one another, communicate with one another That creates tremendous positive effects um, In um, holding back negative patterns and creating a environment of love and acceptance. And we were talking about the phrases that are used to set limits and to um, and to um, acknowledge to one another um, that they want to be more heard or they want to be more, um, you know, talked to in a respectful way or like the title of the book itself, Talk to Me Like Someone You Love. And um, by one communicating to the other that uh, it shifts the consciousness to create that awareness that they will start indeed talking to their spouse like someone that they really love. So there's others uh, also about setting limits, which is in the section we're in right now. And one of them is as follows. Uh, Sometimes a a wife will know that she's nagging, that she's harping on something from her husband go both ways again but we're just picking this as an example right now and sometimes the wife needs now here she needs to use a certain measure sometimes she need when she realizes she's nagging she has to pull back and not nag but sometimes what she needs to say is what what it says here in number 22 i know you're feeling nagged but please stay here uh, because when you walk away from me i feel like discarded and not listened to now, if she's going overboard with the nagging, the husband could relate to that. The reason why I'm not inclined to listen or want to leave is because you constantly harp on things and they can have a conversation with it. But sometimes it's an important subject and the wife is aware she may be going a little overboard. But if she communicates to the husband, you know, I, I know I nag sometimes and I'm working on it and I'm going to do my best not to harp on things and not to ha- nag on things and, the, and not to hyper-focus on things that are not so important. But... But please stay in the room. Please talk to me. Please engage with me. I need to let this, I need this, um, you know, out of my system. And that also takes away a lot of the sting and a lot of the annoyance by the husband realizing that the wife is acknowledging that sometimes she does that nagging. Sometimes it's hard for her to hold herself back from doing so. But by his leaving, it will create more, a more hurtful situation. Sometimes, number 23, also extremely important, she talks about this concept of flooding. Flooding means when you're so uh, upset or you're so uh, um, involved with something that you don't have, you know, you, you feel flooded that you can't react in a right way in those moments. So sometimes... When you feel overwhelmed like that and flooded and your husband or your wife is trying to communicate to you something, you need to tell them what you're saying, I want to listen to, I'm sure it's worth listening to, but at this moment in time, I'm so flooded or overwhelmed, I can't take in what you're saying. I just simply can't. And that's an important thing to, to, to know and to do. Now, the, the one that's saying this is because they're flooded. The other one that's listening to this needs to realize 
that their spouse may be flooded or overwhelmed right now, and now is not the right time to have this conversation. And they'll know. They'll know, basically. You have this sometimes where where uh, a couple sometimes, the, 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 the wife's talking to the husband, and sometimes you see that the husband is listening and engaging and responding, and when he's nodding his head, he really understands what she's saying. Then there are other times where he's sort of checked out, like he's tuned out, and she may not realize it initially and start talking to him. And then when she realizes that he he hasn't listened to a word that, that she was saying and she gets very upset. And But very often the husband needs to tell her, his wife, as follows. That, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't paying that, that much attention right now. But I'm really flooded, I'm really overwhelmed, and I just need a little space. Number t- 24. Uh, all I'm feeling right now is your position. I need you to come back so I can relate to you, not your position. Um, similar idea. Uh, number 25, I'm already feeling awful. Do you, re- do you really think I haven't heard you? Number 26, I want us to stop what we are doing to each other. Uh, that's when they're um, fighting and, and they, they acknowledge that they want they need to stop. So this is about setting limits. And then she goes into... Another uh, subject about feeling vulnerable and um, and acknowledging that you feel vulnerable. And this is sometimes very hard thing for a couple to do because each one has their own self-image or their pride. And it's, it's it really a catch-22. This idea of, there's, a, there's an author called B'nai Brown. She talks about the mindless about being vulnerable, which is a big chiddish, and a lot of people don't like doing that, especially men, but even women, because it, it, when you are vulnerable, when you express something that's deep within you and you're vulnerable, you run into the risk of your spouse hurting you. It goes also with friendships or with employee-employer relationships, all relationships, that when one of them wants to connect as a friendship and they relate a secret or something that they feel um, um, vulnerable about and they share it, that's how they have a stronger bond. That's when there's a real intimacy there. But there's a risk because the risk is is that the person who is privy to that information that you opened your heart to, and they could use it against you or hurt you. So it's very scary. So therefore, in marriage, it's a paradox. In order to have a beautiful, loving marriage, both of them, husband and wife, need to risk being more vulnerable to each other. But at the same time, if they hurt each other too much, or if they're very insensitive, they'll get deeply hurt and shut shut down and will not want to communicate on a deeper level. Because I tried and you hurt me so much. So these expressions of the next series from number 27 on, the next few, talk about this subject. About how to express vulnerability and how to acknowledge that. So number 27 is when you talk to me that way, I just feel small. I just feel small. And um, could be you feel small because what your husband or wife is telling you, they're right about something and you're wrong about something. Very likely. 
But nevertheless, if you say that to your husband or wife, they will shift because they love you and they will shift and try to make their point without having you to feel small. Trying to make that point without hurting you when you express your vulnerability. And and number 28 is also big biggest side. 28 is acknowledging that, I'll, I'll read it first. I know I sounded extremely angry, but I was feeling more threatened than you can possibly have known. This is also a very, very important one. If a husband or a wife, either one of them, expresses tremendous anger, they blew, they blew it. You know, they blew their top and they're yelling or they're very angry and they're screaming or whatever it is. One of them blew up at the other, okay? Very often, and they need to acknowledge this afterwards, you know, when they apologize afterwards, I'm sorry I yelled, I shouldn't have yelled, I was wrong to yell, I didn't mean to hurt you. And I'll, I'm working on it, and, and, and I truly apologize. I'm deeply sorry. And you make that ticking in. But part of it, you need to explain that you know something? The reason I felt so angry is because I was scared. Very often, anger, deep inside, it's really fear, and it comes across as anger. I felt threatened. And then you explain to your husband or wife why you feel threatened. I felt scared. Um, and so on and so forth. That's why some people, when they're scared, they react react by, by retreating or expressing their fears. And by me, when I'm scared or I'm wounded, I express myself in anger and it's not right. And you acknowledge it's not right. But when you explain that to your spouse afterwards, it takes away a lot of the sting. Besides them, of course, trying to be Michael each other and him not doing his best or her not to be angry anymore like that. But the bottom line is when you explain it this way, you explain, I was wrong to express anger like that. It was wrong for me to talk like that. But you need to understand, or I want you to understand, that the reason I sounded so angry was not because of anger. What was deep inside was because I was afraid of something. That creates a certain goodwill and understanding with one another. Number 29 is also a tremendous eye-opener. And if you reach, if, if, if one says this to the other and the other one is able to be macabalit, it could open up a tremendous, a tremendous Pesach in their marriage. Number 29 is when husband tells the wife or the wife tells the husband, I'm afraid to be real with you. I'm afraid to be real with you. What does that mean? That means that because of the husband being very judgmental, or maybe because of the wife um, being very critical, whichever way it may be, that because of that, they are actually afraid of their husband. They're actually afraid of their wife, and they're afraid to be real, and they're afraid to be honest. And 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 here is an interesting thing that even though it's mutter and sometimes to change to be mashanavit nehashalain and 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 but very meaning that you don't you could stretch the truth so to speak in order because of peace that is true but at the same time what's very important is when you need to tell each other something that may hurt one another 
but it's something important and it'll have a long-term benefit. It's important to take that risk and say something now that may hurt the other one, but in the long-term scenario, it's best to do so. So, like, so, so in um, number 30, when you won't communicate with me, I feel like I'm nothing to you, and you say that openly, then the other one, if they take it the right way and they listen to what was just said to them, they realize, of course, their wife means the world to them. Of course, their husband means the world to them. But the way I'm talking now makes them feel worthless. And um, so John Gottman, she says over here about John Gottman, who is a big expert in marital relationships, a lot of men, males, have this problem that when uh, they want to escape, when their wife is overwhelming them or nagging them or, or expressing anger or, 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 or just even in a friendly way trying to engage them and they're not ready for it, what the husband, especially males, what they tend to do is what he calls stonewalling, they, which means a stone face, they talk very little or, or, or they don't talk at all. And uh, sometimes they roll their eyes or they, their body language is telling their wives, stay away from me. And the women are known to react poorly when the husbands behave this way. And they tend to get more intense, more frank, more angry. And that's a, a dynamic that John Gottman saw in many couples over the 25 years plus that he has observed these, these um, relationships. And um, it's very important to break through against that habit of not stonewalling and being open. And this is one of those flashcards that express that. When you, when you won't communicate with me, I feel like I'm nothing to you. And that expression itself, this flashcard or those words itself, should really have the other person who heard this realize how harmful stonewalling is. Now, sometimes when, when a husband stonewalls like that, it doesn't mean he's trying to be um, you know, malicious or angry or I'll show you or using it as a weapon. Now, sometimes stonewalling could be a weapon. We talked about this in the past. But very often, the stonewalling is not a weapon. It's more like a defensive tool. Still wrong. But what it is, is is it's a protective mechanism. The husband shuts down because either because they are flooded themselves, or whatever the reason is, that they're not ready to communicate. But they need to break that habit. Instead of stonewalling, they need to tell their wives, right now I'm overwhelmed, but I will address this with you. And then you become, you break through that habit and you become more vulnerable and you express to your wife how you, how, how, how you feel about things and so on and so forth. And um, 
we'll continue Mitz Hashem in the future Shiurim, but again, it, 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 it's, it's really remarkable how if you use a lot of these expressions the right way, it can open up the Pesach of real deep, wonderful communications with one another. Continue Metz Hashem. Hatzlocha and Bracha.